Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another episode here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Now, today is Tuesday, and on Tuesday is when we do the show entitled From the Pulpit to the Couch, where you will receive biblical teachings from someone in ministry as well as myself. So I want to first give honor to God. I want to thank him for waking me up, blessing me this morning, giving me the activities of my limb. And I apologize for not putting the information out because uh, I've been going through some things. My my um, sister from another mother would say she's experiencing a healing, but I'm beyond the healing. I need massage stuff. I got I got gadgets and gadgets to, to, to stimulate my muscles and all kind of stuff because sister girl over here is hurting. So. My first guest is on, which is going to help me with the show today. So let me log her on because we have a really good, interesting topic today. Good morning, Lady T. How are you doing? Okay. I I hear me. Yes. How you doing, Lady T? I'm good. I'm ordering. I'm ordering right now. So give me one second. Okay, no problem. For mother. You, you know mother. what? You you ordering and shopping and doing what you got to do. Uh, you know what? I'm going to tell you, I wish I was at your house right now because you got this massage chair that I really need to go get me one or order me one. I don't know where I'm going to put it, but I need to just sit in the chair and just let it just jimmy jam me because my body is hurting. Woo-wee. Good Lord. So I am definitely in need of a massage. So today's topic, and we have Lady T on, but right now she's doing something. But today's topic is something we talk about the institution of marriage or the covenant of marriage or being in a relationship. Many individuals are struggling with this. I mean, some individuals will say that COVID kind of brought out the best and the worst in people and marriages because some individuals had an opportunity to either spend more time with one another they got to spend more time with their children. They had to spend more time with their family. And they learned some things about one another, which was interesting, you know, because some people would say, and years ago it was, um, they had it biblically that if a person got married, they weren't supposed to work for at least a year so that they could stay together and get to know each other. But today we're going to be talking about spousal abandonment. Now, we or many individuals have heard of the term abandonment before. It's to be left. It's to, you know, someone has walked out of your life. Um, I was just talking to a friend of mine just on the phone a couple of minutes ago, and I was talking about how he taught me about ghosting because he ghosts me. I ain't never been ghosted before, but, yeah, he ghosts me. So when we start talking about what makes a person do this, how do you say I do but then turn around and walk out or exhibit certain behaviors, and where are these behaviors coming from? And a lot of times we say what God has put together, no man should take us under. But is God putting people together, or are we marrying people because we want to be with that person? Because I admit, I did that. So when we start talking about what does abandonment in a marriage mean, I want to first give you what it says it means. Marital abandonment actually refers to a situation in which one spouse serves ties with the family, abandoning their responsibilities and duties to the family. It is important to figure out, you know, whether your state is at fault or back and forth or no-fault divorce, because a lot of times, you know, each state has different laws. Hey, cousin, I see you, cousin, 
cousin twin. You still didn't call me, but I see you, cousin. So, so each state has different things when it comes to divorces and things of that nature. But what about when we start talking about abandonment? How do they abandon me? Now, we have another caller on the line. Let me log this caller on. Hi, this is Jeanette, number ending in 3-3. How are you doing? I'm good. Okay. Is this I am well. You know what? I'm glad to hear your voice, Miss Nancy. How are you doing? And I apologize for not putting the information out earlier, sooner. Like I said, I'm just, ugh, Lord Jesus. Started not to do it, but I said, you know what? I can't do this because when I don't do it, then I get text messages about, Jeanette, where you been, what you been talk, da 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 But today's topic, Miss Nancy, I was looking through some things trying to come up with a topic, and I was brainstorming with other people because, you know, I like to get feedback from others in regards to what people want to hear, what's going to help individuals get through, especially these hard times that we're dealing with. And a lot of individuals are dealing with marital or spousal abandonment issues. Now, what is your take on that? I know Lady T just sent me a text, but what is your take on this, Ms. Nance, when we talk about spousal abandonment? Because I'm, I'm going to say this. I remember in my last marriage when my husband kissed me on the forehead and left. I ain't going to repeat what he said, but, but uh, you know, may he rest in peace, but I heard what he said. But the thing is I had to take a while to understand why he did what he did because it made a lot of sense to me later, but I didn't understand it, nor when I was a kid growing up, I didn't understand when my father left the home. So what is your take on spousal abandonment, Miss Nancy? Oh, my God. Um, my <laughs> opinion is um, it's kind of hard for me to say because um, I was in a broken marriage, and everybody uh-huh. else saw it, but me and mm-hmm. when it came down to the physical abuse the verbal abuse the financial abuse the you know whatever you know it was just it was a mess and mm-hmm. I and I just turned 45 and if I knew all the stuff that I know now going back to my 20s I would not have repeated. I would not have stayed with the person. I honestly think that if a person can so easily walk away from you and then they come back to you later on in life, let's say Uh 20 years later, Uh because they start having health issues and they want you back, well, it's too late. Uh I would not go back to that. Um, I've been offered to go back with my children's dad, and I said, nope, that's your issue. Um, mm-hmm. Not going back. I have enough so self-love for myself. I have a question for you, Miss Nancy. Is it that you don't want to go back because you were uh, hurt by him in the past and you think he never changed or hasn't changed, or are you afraid or you don't want to go back because you are not feeling it? Because we talk about abandonment and, like, anger. You know, anger is an emotion. When someone feels abandoned or rejected or left or, you know, and sometimes women are, and men, because women abandon men too, just like men abandon women. So I don't want this to just be a one-sided show, but sometimes women take men back and sometimes men take women back. But it's that pain, it's that hurt. 
So is it the, the path that you can't get over that? Because I know you endured a lot, even with your kids and all of this and the parent alienation. Is all of that stuff is what's holding you back? Or is it no, just really just like he, he has not changed. He's still the same person. He's still verbally abusive. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to go back to a person who, who has not received the help from a counselor, who has not received the help mm-hmm. from a psychologist who needs to be on some type of medication to regulate their mm-hmm. mood. Because mm-hmm. I'm not a professional, but he's bipolar. Yeah. Oh, and um, one yeah. minute he's all nice, and then the next minute he's going mm-hmm. off on me. Uh, I don't. Mm-hmm. I couldn't see myself living. Well, and you know what? And the thing is this, if you've already made your mind up, I remember I was going through some text messages a couple of days ago, and I was looking at the text messages from my ex-husband, and I saw some messages that before he passed away, he was texting me talking about, can I come back home? Can we start over? And I'm like, and I remember having a conversation with him, and I said, why would I do that? You know, we do good as friends. We can be the best, the best of friends, have the best conversations. But we didn't do well being married, and I had to accept that. But what I've learned from that, and I'm going to share some information, and what I learned was the abandonment part where he thought he was abandoning me. He actually did me a favor is what he did because it wasn't like I said something, put him out. I walked out of the marriage. I didn't do that. He left on his own. And when he left, my thing is if you're gone, stay gone. Don't be coming back and forth. That I'm not doing. No revolving door. So when he asked me if he can come back, I knew that that wasn't what I wanted and what it wasn't going to work. But sometimes people do that for a lot of different reasons. But I learned that, and I was I learned, I reflected on some of our conversations, and I realized part of his abandonment was his mother was also abandoned by his father. And he saw the pain that his mother went through, so he thought maybe if he left me, that I would feel that way and it would strengthen our marriage, but it did not strengthen our marriage. It actually gave me a peace of mind. It backfired in his face. And that's what people run into when they deal with me because I, hell, if you, you, you be where you at, you at where you be. Lady T, I see you back. What is your take on this with spousal abandonment before I give them some good information? Okay. Well, I mean, I, I've been abandoned as well. And, you know, it it did catch me by surprise because I never thought that would happen, especially, you know, mm-hmm. being who we were. And, you know, I didn't think it would happen, but it did. And, yeah, without that, of course. I, in the mm-hmm. beginning, I was upset. I was angry. But, like, when we did the last show, I realized, you know, it wasn't so much that I was angry with him, but I was angry with how it went down and, and how I mm-hmm. allowed it to make me feel. So, um, yeah. I'm, and then, you know, I, you go back to the word, and I went back to the word, and, and it says, you know, if if they if they choose not to dwell with you, which is abandonment, mm-hmm. then you are no longer bound, mm-hmm. which means you're not bound mm-hmm. to stay because I- they walked out on you. So mm-hmm. while they're still being held accountable, you are not because you are, you stayed, they left. And mm-hmm. abandonment is a sin. It's a sin. You're not supposed to abandon mm-hmm. yourself because God didn't abandon the church. He didn't abandon his bride. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, it's a lot when you 
go to the spiritual realm, it's a lot. And um, when I consider, there's a point, yeah, I would have considered taking back. Right now, I don't know. And even with the illness and everything, that was all in the beginning. So I dealt with all that beginning of the marriage. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. if, if, even if you came back and was like, oh, I'm ill, I'm sick, you know, okay, I already dealt with that. So I already know what that comes with or, you know, been there, done that. I know what to do. But mm-hmm. it's just the simple fact that you left. But And then what well, the other thing is you left to dwell with someone that was an enemy to me, an enemy to me because they allowed the enemy to use them. So you went to someone who allowed the enemy to use them, and that made them my enemy. Mm. Wow. That, that's deep, Joanne. I see you coming in on Facebook Live. If you want to call in on the show, give me a call at 516-387-1914. Yes, you're right, Joanne. That is who that is. And this is not about to put nobody down, break nobody down. This is about spiritual healing. It's about growth because there are a lot of individuals that are struggling with abandonment issues. And they're afraid that people are going to leave them, walk out on them. They don't know how to heal from that hurt, that bitterness. They're taking it out on other people, projecting it onto other individuals, and sometimes they will carry that abandonment issue until future relationships because they don't know any better, and sometimes that's all they do. You know, like I said, right before the show, because I was late putting on the show because I had got a phone call from someone, and I had to let him know he has a history of abandoning people, ghosting people, but then yet he covers it behind his fears of him and it happening to him, so he'll do it to other people. And that's not how you engage in a relationship. Now, like I said, yesterday we talked about single parenting. Some individuals were raised in single parent homes where the father or the mother may have abandoned the individual to cause the home to be a single parent home. But by the same token, it's like, what is that about? What is that involved? You know, what involves that? Now, when we talk about, I'm looking at an article, and it talks about the misconception about abandonment and divorce, and it says cases in which one spouse claim abandonment can be complicated, and there are many situations and factors involved from both sides that prompted the abandonment. Now, I remember talking to my ex one time, and I told him, well, you left the marriage. He said, you made me leave. And I couldn't understand what he meant by I made him leave. He said, I had no choice but to leave. So my question is, Lady T, what makes a, what do you think makes a person get to the point to where they have no choice? Now, I can say with my, with my son's father, he probably can say I've been uh-huh. him. I don't know. He was mad at me. But I remember pretending I was going to school, didn't go to school, with my grandmother came. I grabbed my stuff. He was like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm out of here. And he's like, you ain't going nowhere. And I remember, I'll never forget the tears in that man's face as he was crying as I walked out that door. But I had no choice because I wasn't going to live in no unhealthy, toxic relationship like that. And I'm pregnant. Oh, no, I got to go. Before one of us wind up dead, right, one of us right. wind up dead. So I just thought oh my about He probably was so mad at me for all these years because he probably felt a sense of abandonment. And I didn't even realize that. I was looking at that as survival. Nancy, you're talking about, oh, my God, what, what, what you got to say, Miss Nancy? 
just thought about that. I was like, well, I mean, what is being in a marriage for 15 years, praying to God, and I'm going to church, and I'm taking my kids to church, and um, mm-hmm. I ended up taking three jobs just to cover my finances because my ex was refusing to pay any of our finances, and he kicked mm-hmm. me out of my own apartment because I went to my third job, and I was like, I've got to make sure that these bills are paid, and you know, it wasn't because of drugs. It wasn't because of alcohol. It wasn't because of any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm sitting and I'm looking over my life and I'm thinking how much of an impact you have put inside of me. When I first went into your office, I remember how angry I was. I was mad at the mm-hmm. whole entire world. It was everybody else's fault. Now I have Mm -hmm. to the chain where, you know, I take full responsibility of my own actions, my own decisions, my own words, and I have grown so, so much. And Mm -hmm. when, when it comes down to my ex calling me, telling me I'm sick, can you please come and come and take care of me? I'm sorry. I can't do that because um, we're no longer together. You're not my responsibility anymore. But you know what, though? This is the thing, though. This is the thing. Because I don't know if my ex-husband is going to call in because i got an ex-husband that is dealing with some issues. And when he told me he was sick, I would never turn my back on him. And I didn't turn my back on him. And he did show up at my house when he was sick. Now, I don't know. The communication was kind of... You know, I don't know what he wanted me to know, what he didn't want me to know, but it wasn't like we were going to be married again or anything like that. But I would just never turn my back on a person because that's not the type of person I am because if I had to go knock on somebody else's door, I always thought that if I was to get sick and in trouble or whatever, I always thought that my friend Zay would be the one that would have to change my diapers or take care of me or he would have his wife say, look, you have to do this for my friend, you know. So we all need that person, I need that person, it's good to have that person in your life. Now, when we start talking about abandonment or being hurt by someone, and it's interesting because when I say that they would probably do it for me, my friend reminded me of when I wouldn't even let they know where I live. And I said I had to do that because if I wouldn't have done that, I wouldn't have never got him out of my house. So that wasn't going to work. So what I, I did what I had to do. But, you know, when someone feels that emptiness, that loss, you get that bitterness, you get that hurt, you get that pain. But sometimes, Nancy, you know, when you look at it from a different perspective of that is my children's father or no matter what he did to me, it's like I think in a movie, um, Diary of a Mad Black Woman, when he did what he did to that woman, I was like, ooh, kicked her out, had her drug out, everything else. But when he got shot and needed her help, she was there. But she still divorced him, but it still interfered with her relationship because the other person may not understand why you're doing what you're doing if that person is the past is in the past. But sometimes you may not want to turn your back on another person. Now, Lady T, you said something about the sickness and the illness in the beginning. What is your take on that? If a person abandoned you and then now they come back and they need your help years later, for whether they sick, whether they broke, whether they homeless, whether they whatever. What did you take on that? 
Um, you know, I don't know because, you know, in the beginning, I feel like, you know, I, I gave up a lot of time, a lot of energy. I gave up a lot, you know, to to make sure you were taken care of while you were going through all those illnesses all those years when we were newlyweds, you know. And mm-hmm. and uh, would I do it again? Yeah, because we made vows. We, we were one, you know, before God, of course, mm-hmm. for better or for worse, sickness and in health. You live up to those mm-hmm. vows because you said them before God and you're in covenant. So, yeah, I, I mm-hmm. didn't have a problem with that. Now, I mean, if if he were to come back and needed help, I mean, because I know how to do it, yes, I would help, but I would also, you know, I would get a caretaker. I would get a caregiver mm-hmm. to, to be there and help. You know, that's what I would do mm-hmm. because now, you know, since you decide you want to step out, I'm living my life. So, because mm-hmm. I know what to be done, I know how to get someone in and to to tell them how to take care of you and what to do. So you'll be cared for mm-hmm. around the clock. Uh, honestly, you know, honestly, my opinion, to say, to say my personal opinion, B&B and your being kicked in your uterus, and now 20 years later you're having that issue where – you shouldn't even be having to have a hysterectomy and, you know, all that recourse of being beat and being put in the hospital, having bruises all over your body and your head being cracked open and your ear busted open by a beer bottle. I mean, how can you I, – I know Jesus says forgive them for they know not what they do, but – Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I didn't say continue accepting the abuse because they have not changed. Mm-hmm. Just because you make a vow in front of God, it doesn't mean mm-hmm. that you, it doesn't say in the Bible you have to be their doormat. It doesn't say in the Bible that you have to accept their abuse, their physical abuse. It says Correct. once they put their hands on you, basically this is what my pastor said, okay, He's been beating on you. You've been in and out of the hospital. Now he put you in jail. Go file for divorce. Mm-hmm. So I did. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard TDJ talk about the deal breakers. There are some deal breakers in a ba- in a marriage: abuse, abandonment, and addiction. Because there's nothing you can do about that. But it goes back to why you married the person in the first place. You know, what was it that you saw in this person? Most people don't just get abused after the marriage. They've been abused before the marriage, and it carries over into it. You know, we marry individuals that have abandonment issues themselves where they may have been abandoned by a parent, and because they were abandoned by a parent, then they continue that behavior. That was what I noticed with my last husband. His mom was abandoned. He saw how his mother reacted. He thought I was going to do the same thing, and it didn't turn out in his favor. So, you know, these things happen because there's a pattern and it's breaking that pattern. And like Lady T, I told you the same thing. When I met his mother and started seeing things, and I told you, he's reacting and living things that he experienced in his past. And so we fall prey and victim to these things, and we have to be more mindful and take it to God before it gets to that situation. No one should be abused. No one should be beaten. No one should. No, no, that's not acceptable. And and we got women that do the same thing to men too. Like I said, we got women that walk out of their marriage and um 
you know, so like I said, I don't want it to be a one-sided conversation, but I want to make sure that we're talking about these things. And, Nancy, I hear your hurt. I hear your pain. I know some of the things this man has done to you. But you know what? The thing is, like they say, when they go high, you go low or whatever the case may be, you don't have to be the one that do that for him because he should have made sure that his affairs was in order. But don't carry that pain. Don't carry that hurt because when it says God says vengeance is mine, it is. And some people don't know no better. I remember, girl, my, my son's father was, girl, I'll never forget the day he knocked on my door. My um, One of my friends told me, Jeanette, that ain't nothing but the devil. But Jeanette didn't see that. Now, he worked it. I was, girl, ain't no way I would have married that man. But I remember when he was getting sick and dying, and he made amends with my son. Commend him for that. Apologize to me. No problem. Then he got mad because he didn't want me to come to his funeral. I said I wouldn't miss it for a word. For the word. Girl, I got a picture of the man in the casket on my phone. So, but it's not that like I gloat over because I knew he was in pain. I knew he was hurt. But what I just recognized and came to fruition today is he has probably was mad at me for over 20-something years because he said I abandoned him. I didn't realize that until today. Now, what was you about to say, Nancy? One, one thing that I, I learned from you and from my pastor is if you go back to the same the same person that and they have not changed and you see it you hear it over the telephone the way they're talking it's better it's better to cut your sever sever your cords and walk away with your head up high and your shoulders back mm-hmm. knowing that you did what you could to try to save the relationship mm-hmm. and, and you I know did, what and I did everything that possibly you- could to try to save my marriage because I didn't want my children growing up without a mother mm-hmm. in a broken home. And, mm-hmm. you know, I commend myself for that, but I respect myself enough to realize it's better to be separated. It's better mm-hmm. not to go back to the person because of the way they continue calling me. Can you come and take care mm-hmm. of me? Nope, I can't. I'm sorry, I'm I, I'm not available for you. And, right. I, it, and hurt, it, it hurt me, but I I am proud of myself for not going backwards because I'm if I did I would be returning to the same vomit that was there. Right. And if the person didn't change, Nancy, you're doing the right thing because safety is of the utmost importance. You got to be safe. Now, I want to share some information because I hear you becoming cheerful. I hear what you're saying. I know that there were years that you wasn't able to be there for your children. I, I, I totally get all of that. I totally get all of that. And some people talk about karma, and I tell people karma is a Buddhist term, and you don't want to dig a grave for someone, and you might fall in it because you've been hurt. Now, they have what's called, and I'm looking at an article, and it was written by Sylvia Smith, and she's an expert blogger. And she wrote an article in regards to spousal abandonment syndrome. When we talk about syndrome, we ain't talking about a disease, an illness. We're talking about a syndrome. Now, when we talk about this, it says spousal abandonment syndrome is when one of the spouses leaves the marriage without any warning. Like Lady T said, she thought her marriage was fine. I knew my marriage wasn't fine because I knew I wasn't in love. I knew all these things. I was trying to be a friend. He felt like I didn't even want a friend. He wanted a wife. But you got to know how to be both. I can't just be a wife and not be your friend if I don't like you because you're getting on my nerve. I don't like the character. 
So you want to make sure that, you know, you get to know this person. So what happens is some people think that they, you know, they leave the marriage without warning and usually without having shown any signs of unhappiness with the relationship. Because one day you wake up and they're gone. I remember my grandmother told me that about when I was married before. Girl, when you get home, just pack your bag, get your keys, and be gone. Why would I do that? You know, that happened to my uncle. I remember one time my uncle came home from work. And his wife had took the kids, left him a mattress on the bed, just a mattress. And that was the reason why she left the mattress. But he, you know, but sometimes you may not think something is going on in a relationship, but the other person may be feeling some kind of way or being unhappy. And it is a growing trend in the United States called spousal abandonment syndrome. It is opposite of what we call the traditional divorce, which typically comes after years of trying to work out difficulties in a marriage. But with spousal abandonment in syndrome, there is no sign that the spouse is frustrated or considering leaving the marriage. They just leave. And I've seen on the show before how Gladys Knight saw Midnight Train to Georgia because I'll never forget my mother Thanksgiving asking my father. My father asked my mother, hey, you need anything from the store? Honey, you need anything from the store? He kept asking so many times. He said, finally said, yes, go get me some yams. Girl, that man, by the time he came back to me with them yams, I probably was almost in high school. So she was hurt. She didn't know when she sent him to the store he probably wasn't going to ever come back. But that man had a plan. He just left. Now, they just leave, sometimes with a note, on the kitchen table, or email announcing that they're gone and the partnership is over. You know one of the things that people are doing? Breaking up by text. Break up with the text message. But yeah, that's, that's a big that's a wimpy way of doing something. I mean, come on. If you're going to break up with somebody, somebody, break up in person. Tell them, you know what? I'm done. I'm finished. I'm not going to come and see you no more. Yeah. But you know what, Nancy? Sometimes individuals don't have the heart to do that. And I tell people. And I, I, I gave up my doctor. I, my doctor told me. I, I, I gave up. I, I'm guilty of this. I tell people, I don't break up with people. I don't. I let them break up with me. Because if I break up with them, I notice that it causes too much drama, too much trauma. It's too much. So if I allow them to break up with me, then they felt that they left me, then that way they ain't got to call me no more. They ain't got to say, well, what can I do to make it work? I don't, I don't have to hear all the aftermath of it if they break up with me versus if I say I want out of this relationship. Now, I'm not going to say I'm not innocent as far as sabotaging relationships because I have, but... I'm normally not the one that, that do the breaking up because I found that that worked better for me because I tried to do the opposite of what my mama did. Now, we start talking about this. Contrary to what people think, spousal abandonment syndrome happens to long-term relationships. Nancy, it looks like I just lost you. And long-term stable marriages, meaning it seemed like everything was going great. And many of these couples are viewed by their circle of friends as being what they called moral and trustworthy people who are happy with each other. And the sudden end of their marriage is a shock to everyone except the person leaving who has been planning their exit for months, if not years. Now, needless to say, the person being suddenly left is thrown into a position of questioning everything that they thought they knew about their other spouse. So, and like I said, I'm not just saying the men left, women leave too, and then it causes individuals to feel 
like other people are going to leave them. They don't know what to do. They, they deal with certain things. Now, spouses who abandon their marriage share some common traits. This is why I thought that this was a very important topic, especially so that one can prevent these things from happening or have what we call an open discussion. Me being a therapist, communication is big. Trust is huge. Respect is valuable and priceless. But with that being said, I like for individuals to be what's called proactive. Talk about a situation before it becomes an issue. Instead of being reactive and reacting to the situation once it occurs, or radioactive having a don't touch topic, meaning are you going to the store, can I go with you, you might not come back. You know, there was a saying before they used to say don't buy nobody no shoes because if you buy somebody some shoes, they might walk out of your life. That's just an old myth. But what they share in this article, they talk about spouses who abandon their marriage, share some common traits, they are usually men. Men normally walk out. Now, when they say men, you know, people think, oh, well, he left for the younger woman or he left for the secretary or he left. Sometimes that may not always be the case. Sometimes he probably just got sick and tired of being sick and tired. Sometimes they may have gotten to the point, okay, the call-in number, Ms. Perkins, 516-387-1914. And you say, but growing up in an abusive situation is not good for either for either for the family. That is true. No one should have to stay in an abusive relationship. But sometimes in an abusive relationship, women have fleed abusive relationships. Men have fleed abusive relationships, too, and they may have used it as abandonment. But that's a whole different scenario. But, Mother Perkins, and I know you've been married for many, 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 many years, but when we start talking about abandonment, you know, you wake up, you, your whole house is cleaned out, the man that left you, not trying to help the family, you've been abandoned, you're like, well, where the hell he goes? You know, where did she go? So another thing besides that they're usually men is they work in a societal-approved profession and are successful at what they do, whether it's business, church, or the medical field, or law. So that means we got pastors abandoned in their family, lawyers abandoned in their families, people and doctors abandoned in their families, businessmen having double lives, living double lives. So a lot of this stuff started making sense to me when I saw this article. They have felt their discontent with the marriage, bottled it up for years, pretending that everything is fine. They are having an affair and leave for the girlfriend in some cases, but sometimes I'm going to give people the benefit of the fact of the doctor. There don't always have to be another person in their life for them to abandon their spouse. Sometimes, like I said, they can be sick and tired of being sick and tired. But the other person may feel that it makes more sense if the person left them for another person, and that's not always the case. And I've seen that a lot when it comes to individuals that are having marital problems is they may assume or they may think it's another person. Don't always have to be another person for the person to leave. And they announced their abrupt departure in the middle of a normal conversation. For example, would be a phone call where the spouses are discussing something mundane, and the husband will suddenly say, I just can't do this anymore. And the other person will be like, well, what do you mean by that? Or where do you think you're going? I'll never forget one time I had a family member, the man said, I'm leaving. She was like, where are you going? You better go in that room and go in there and go to sleep. You ain't going nowhere. And I thought that was so funny. Or, you know, it's one of those things like, well, where are we going? I'm leaving. Where are we going? Okay, but once the husband has told his wife he is out of the marriage, his exit happens fast. Normally, he will move in with his girlfriend and have very little contact with his wife and children, 
and that happens in some cases, and they rather than take responsibility for its action, they blame the other person rewriting their story of the marriage to portray it as a vastly unhappy one. But then again, people have different perceptions. One perception may vary from the other person's perception. And it indicates that he may or she may embrace their new identity wholeheartedly, and if the other person is younger, then they will start acting younger, listening to their taste of music, start socializing. If the person has more money that they with, their lifestyle may change, they may get to do things that they normally wasn't doing before, whatever the case may be, and that can upset the other person that they have left or felt abandoned, like, how dare him? And I'm going to tell you, social media makes it worse because people will start stalking people's social media links and going on a Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, looking for pictures, seeing how they live in their life. But if you or someone has left you, don't do that because all that do is make you matter and make the other person feel more hurt. So now that was the first one I was talking about with husbands. Now, the abandoned wives also share some common traits. They have been the other woman for whom the husband left his previous wife, and he left his previous wife suddenly abandoned as well. So sometimes, you know, it, it kind of goes back to the song, Papa was a roll of stone, wherever he laid his hat was his home. They said that when he died, all he left was alone. Sometimes you have individuals that are out there like that also indicate that they had no idea that there was trouble in the marriage and thought of their or thought that their marriage was secure. Their lives revolve around husband, home and family, meaning sometimes the wife my face is it, sometimes the wives get so caught up in thinking that everything is okay, the husband is happy, he's going to work, he's not going to work, or they think that, you know, he loves his children, he's never leaving children. So my thing is don't get so comfortable to where you're not willing to feel grow in your marriage. Be spontaneous in your marriage. Don't leave room for someone else or the devil to creep in. So you want to make sure that you have what's called a check-in every now and then. Hey, babe, how you doing? You know, how you feeling about this? Or I was thinking about that. Talk to one another. But my thing is this. No one should have to feel abandoned if both individuals have, have agreed that this marriage is not working for neither one of us. Then you just leave it alone. Another thing is they view their husband as an upstanding member of the community and trusted them or him completely, meaning I trust that this person would have never left me. Now, I want to share some information, and it talks about the aftermath of the abandonment. Now, the aftermath, yeah, people want to walk around looking for you with a flashlight. They want to blow up your phone, call you in the morning, early in the morning, late at night, text you. You know, they feel like they're crying all the time and can't eat, can't sleep, want to have suicidal thoughts and suicidal tendencies. I tell individuals that's emotional abuse. You don't want to do that. The best revenge is success. Look good. Take care of yourself. Smile. Don't jump into another relationship too soon because you don't want to be in a rebound relationship. Don't be playing those jealousy games and making stuff up. Don't do that to yourself. Take time to heal so that you won't carry that baggage into your present or future relationships, no matter who you're interacting with. So I want to share some information about the aftermath of the abandonment, meaning there are predictable stages that the abandoned 
spouse will pass through as they process the news of their partner's sudden departure. And they say initially they will feel confused, disbelief. Nothing had prepared them for this unexpected life-changing event, and this feeling of destabilization may seem overwhelming. So by looking at this, I'm looking at people go through what's called the stages of grief. The stages of grief, the denial, the anger, the bargaining, the acceptance, the guilt, and the hope. People will grieve a relationship. The next thing is she will begin to doubt everything that she knew to be true about the marriage. Now, indeed, spouses who are preparing to abandon their partners seem attentive and engaged in a relationship. They are not necessarily abusive in me. So not all cases is it just abuse and, you know, discontent or argument and stuff like that. Everything sometimes can be going very well, and the person just walk out of the, the relationship. The wife may question her ability to trust anyone ever again and may obsessively replay scenes from the marriage in her head in an effort to see if she missed any signs of the unhappiness. I'm going to tell you this. Don't do that to yourself. Leave that alone. Just leave it alone. Work on you. Work on what you can do to help you become a better you, but don't let the other person tell you what you did wrong to them because, again, that's their perception. And defense mechanisms is also huge when it comes to stuff like that. Now, old behaviors will start to make sense in retrospect, and all those last-minute business trips, the meeting up with their girlfriends, you start looking at the cash withdrawals, you start going back to all the stuff that they did, don't beat yourself up. Don't do it. And that's whether male or female, because men do the same thing when they want to leave them too. Now, getting through sudden abandonment, and coming out healthy. In the days and weeks following abandonment, give yourself permission to grieve. And I've already told you what the grief process was about. You have lost something very important to you, your mate, your couple, your identity, as well as your happiness or your paired marriage. Sometimes individuals are not used to being single. Sometimes individuals are not used to not being married. I was with my grandson the other day, and he was asking me a bunch of questions. Granny, is this your boyfriend? Granny, is this your granny? I told him I'm too old to have boyfriends. So the thing is, sometimes your family start questioning you, your grandkids start questioning you, your friends start questioning you. You don't want to lie, nor do you want to tell them all your business, because the problem with that is if you start telling a person that, telling someone else about the abandonment and how it makes you feel, what that is doing is giving them an image in their head of how this person treated you, and then if you do get back together later on, what happens is they will still be mad at the person for the way they treated you, and now you've been made up with the person. Now, fair to them. So the two of you either have to work it out or the two of you have to just leave it alone and get them some space and time for them to either figure out what they're going to do and you figure out what you're going to do. Getting to that, when you're ready, seek counseling. Seek counseling with a therapist who is trained to work with victims of spousal abandonment syndrome. And your counselor will provide you with the targeted support to help you get through the stages that you're going through. Because like I said, anger is huge. When I work with individuals individually that have been abandoned or broke up in a relationship, and we talk about, you know, rebound relationships, we talk about these different things, 
I always talk to them about the iceberg, the anger iceberg, because anger is what you see on the top. But what you don't see is the part that you were disappointed, you were offended, you were disgusted. You got all of these other emotions up under the anger, but the anger is what we are acting out. I'll never forget, boy, my mother, boy, you piss her off. She coming to look for you. She going to have me with her. We going through all. I'm like, really? Is that man want to be with this woman? Leave the hell alone. But no, she was not having it. So the point that I'm trying to make is there's other emotions that the person may be going through. And take it to God in prayer. Always take your marriage to God in prayer to try to help you with these things. So when we're talking about, like I said, seek counseling and make sure sometimes if you headed towards a divorce, make sure you get a good legal representative, especially if you think your husband will be trying to cheat you out of anything or she's trying to cheat you out of anything. So the problem with that is don't fight over assets. It's just assets. Not even worth it. Be civil with one another. Be cordial with one another. Be respectful towards one another. Just because you wasn't able to stay married doesn't mean that you shouldn't be able to communicate with one another. Now, once you work through and you process your feelings, like I said, I know Miss Nancy hung up because Miss Nancy was feeling some kind of way about what she was going through, and Nancy, you can call me back after I get off the air because I hear that there's been some new revelations in regards to some things that was going on. And Ms. Perkins, I am still waiting on you to call in. Again, the number to call in, if you want to talk about this topic of spousal abandonment, is 516-387-1914. And I'm going to throw a twist to this because some of you may not even realize this, but also trust in time you will come out of this stronger and more self-aware person. But this transformation will happen at its own pace. Don't rush it. Don't be sitting up there listening to old love songs. Don't be going to your favorite restaurants that you guys used to go to. Don't don't beat yourself up and don't punish yourself. It's going to take time, but you have to be kind and gentle to yourself. And there are a few things in life that can be hurtful, yet being abandoned by someone you love, yes, it does hurt. But hold on to life and things will get better, and you will emerge from this experience with great and enhance the capacity to love. Don't give up on love. I have a lot of people tell me, well, Jeanette, you're afraid, that you're afraid to – people used to say I was afraid to commit, and they said I was afraid to be submissive. None of that is true. But let those around you help you through this, and when you are ready, that's when you know you have gotten through these things and you are at peace with yourself, and you can forgive the other person. Like I said, it doesn't mean that the person come to you because, you know, they need help. But we talk about grace and mercy. Yes, God, that's God. You don't have to do these things, but you don't want to hold on to unresolved anger. Now, I'm looking at some information, and like I said, this stuff is coming from marriage.com, and it says, want to have a happy, healthier marriage? I wanted to say this because a lot of times when we talk about abandonment, some individuals can abandon you but still be in your face. They've already checked out of the relationship. They've already checked out of the marriage. They're coming in like a robot. They're just there, but they're not there. Talking about abandonment, we're thinking of abandoning your children, not having a relationship with them, abandoning your family financially. You know that they're on hard struggling and having financial hardship. 
but yet you're doing okay, but you're purposely trying to punish them, that right there is a no-no. But from what I'm looking at, if you want to have a happier, healthier marriage, if you feel disconnected or frustrated about the state of your marriage, but want to avoid separation and or divorce, they would call you and go to marriage.com, and they have courses for married couples, and it's an excellent resource to help you. You want to find out if you are compatible. You want to find out if you've grown out of the marriage. So there's some work that we all can do. So don't blame another person for how you feel. I tell individuals, your feelings are valid, but don't blame another person for making you feel that way. And a lot of times that's what we do with a marriage. We say we feel this way because you did this or you did that. Take the you and look at it from an I perspective, meaning what can I do to make this situation better? What can I do to heal from being abandoned? And one of the things that I wanted to emphasize in regards to that, and I was talking about how sometimes this syndrome occurs because people have seen it, people have experienced it, their parents have done it. Some individuals just have abandonment issues. If they have abandonment issues and they fear abandonment, they will leave you because they're afraid you're going to leave them first. And that's where some of this stuff comes from. I'm trying to look something up, abandonment issues. So if you want to know if you have abandonment issues, you might want to talk to your spouse about it. If you find that you are excessively jealous, if you find that you don't want your spouse around other people that you know or even around their own friends, then you know that there is definitely, definitely a problem. Now, I'm looking at abandonment issues and signs to overcome it and the cause. And like I said, abandonment issues involve a deep fear of being hurt, rejected, abandonment, abandoned. Fear of abandonment is a form of anxiety. And not only that, anxiety that often develops in response to a specific painful or traumatic experience like childhood abuse, neglect, or loss of a loved one. So when these things happen, they feel that everybody's going to walk out of their life, that, you know, why do you want to be with me? Why are you here with me? And they struggle with that. <laughs> now, I'm sitting up here and I'm getting I don't like talking all the time. Still drinking my green, green tea, I mean my green machine for my breakfast. Now, when we start talking about these things, abandonment is issues are closely linked to insecure attachment. Styles which are characterized by difficulty forming close, stable relationships with others. Like I said, a lot of times the person didn't just abandon you. Sometimes you may have pushed the person out of your life. You may have kicked the person out or said things and they heard what you said and they didn't know how to handle it. So some people with abandonment issues tend to push people away, remain overly guarded, and avoid opening up while others become needy and codependent. Now, abandonment issues can lead to emotional volatility and aggression, meaning that's where some of this abuse be coming from. And these issues are manifested by manifesting themselves into your life and relationship. It's important to know that therapists trained in attachment theory and competent in treating underlying trauma can help guide you in with this. 
Now, what is a fear of abandonment? Because people say, well, I don't care. They can leave whenever they want to. Or, you know, you start thinking, don't nobody want him. Or he ain't going to never leave me. She ain't going nowhere. Don't fool yourself with that. Now, what is a fear of abandonment? Fears of abandonment can especially be traced back to a specific painful experience of being betrayed. Like I said, the anger, underlying issues, betrayal, hurt, abandoned by someone. And often abandonment issues stem from early childhood traumas involving a parent, a caregiver, early interactions between a child and their parent or caregivers impact all aspects of the child's physical, cognitive, social, and emotional development and abandonment issues stemming from childhood often persist into adulthood, meaning I was abandoned by my father. My father left my mother. You know, so these things carry on, and they can carry on from relationship to relationship, generation to generation. And when parents and caregivers respond in warm, attentive ways to the feelings and needs of their children, people can develop what's called a secure attachment versus an Versus the other one. Now there are, and they're able to develop normally. And when this does not happen, the child remains in a chronic state of stress and fear. Now I always talk to individuals about healthy versus unhealthy relationship. You know, insecure attachment versus secure attachment. And like I said, these are things that most individuals we got avoiding attachment styles. And with avoiding attachment styles. Individuals with avoiding attachment styles tend to cope with abandonment issues by not allowing people to get close to them and not opening up and trusting them. So I guess those people think I'll be doing. And they may be characteristically distant, private, or withdrawn. They often fear commitment and avoid conflict by either shutting down, leaving, or ending the relationship. So what happens is this person tries to avoid individuals because they are afraid. Then we got the anxious attachment style, and individuals with an anxious attachment style cope with fears of abandonment by latching on to others and developing an intensely close and dependent relationship. They are often needy, persistent, and have difficulty separating themselves from their partner in a healthy way, and they tend to be emotionally reactive, interpreting conflict or arguments as a signal that their partner will leave them. So that's where you see the relationships where you see individuals just trying to hang on because they're afraid they're going to leave, so they become overly clingy, they don't know what to do, their emotions just be all over the place. And then we have what's called the disorganized attachment style. And individuals with disorganized attachment style tend to be uncomfortable intimacy and closeness and often lack empathy. This attachment style is distinguished by inconsistency in the way that they normally kind of deal with people and behave in relationships, sometimes exhibiting features, either anxious and avoiding styles. And what happens with the disorganized attachment, sometimes individuals that exhibit that are normally associated with antisocial personality disorder, narcissistic, or borderline personality traits. And like I said, these are some of the things that we don't realize that people are going through when we're dating them. We think, oh, well, I'm in love. Oh, this is my soulmate. you got to be more careful. Now, signs of abandonment issues, 
Abandonment issues show up in a person's relationship and tend to impact romantic relationships the most. Individuals with abandonment issues are more likely to have developed specific defense mechanisms that make it difficult to form close, healthy relationships. So what happens is you get a person, you, they marry the person, the person is like, mm I can't deal with this. This is just too much. I'm not happy. And happiness is a choice. People cannot make you happy, but they can compliment your happiness. Now, I know I've been in a lot of pain because arthritis has been kicking my butt. And I wouldn't expect for a partner to be wanting me to be bringing them down or they say, hey, Jeanette, let's go here. Hey, Jeanette, oh, my back hurt. Oh, my legs hurt. Oh, and I'm constantly complaining, which my daughter said I do. So with that, you want to be able to communicate. You want to compromise and you want to have empathy. Even if I am hurting, I'm going to be considerate of the other person's feelings or what they may want to do or where they may want to go. And if I'm not feeling it, I'll just let them know how I feel, but I don't want to rain on their parade. So when we start talking about abandonment, we used to always say, well, one won't, another one will. We just have to be mindful of that. So like I said, don't become so complacent or you want people to just accept you for who you are but you're not even letting them know what they're dealing with. That can definitely be a problem. Now, individuals with abandonment issues, or like I said, are more likely to develop defense mechanisms that make it more difficult to form close relationships, healthy relationships, and the particular types of defense mechanisms in a person with abandonment issues developed can be different. And like I said, it goes back to the attachment style. We see this stuff in children. <clears throat> we also see them in adults. We see individuals that have codependency issues. And then what happens is we run to our preachers, we run to our therapists, we run, and the professionals we know, when we start hearing the toxicity, we cannot break people up, nor can we keep people together. So it's okay, but you've got to work on you. I remember, like I said, my sister from another mother, she used to always say, if that person never changes, what are you going to do? Are you going to stay there? Are you going to wait? Are you going to fight it out? If that person wants to leave you, let them go. Whatever it is that they're looking for, whatever they think they may find, it's up to them. Don't be bitter. Don't be broken. Take that time to work on you, become a better you, so that when the next person comes into your life, you can be ready. I'm not saying go look for the next person because you don't have to do that. But you don't want to have and carry all of this, that and brokenness and hurt and pain and project that, because that's a defense mechanism too, and project that onto the next person that may come into your life because that person don't deserve it. And that, a lot of times that's what we do. You know, I've heard men say, I'm broken, I'm, I'm damaged goods. Don't put those labels and stereotypes on you because we all deserve to be loved and we all should be able to give love, but you first got to love yourself and remember that God is love. Now, I want to share and I want to tell individuals, like I said, when we start talking about these abandonments, Issues. If you found or find that you've been abandoned and you are having symptoms of depression, suicidal ideation, help is available. You can call a crisis hotline number. You can speak to a professional. You can speak with a pastor. 
You know, they say that suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. That's not a way to get another person back. So, like I said, self-care, take care of yourself, trouble don't last always, and this too shall pass. So I want to thank you for joining me here for another episode of your Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. And you can share this information if you know someone that's dealing with abandonment issues, whether it is spousal, whether it is a partner, even if they feel abandoned by a parent. Sometimes people just don't know any better. Start investing in you. Start loving you. Start treating you. You know, there's a thing that sometimes you've got to teach people how to treat you. And I, I'll tell the person in a heartbeat, I've heard so much stuff, even from husbands, and nobody's going to want you, you'll be by yourself with the rest of it. I'll be like, I don't want to cuss, so I'll say nothing bad on this thing. I'll be like, please. You know, that was basically how they were feeling about themselves. But that don't mean be mean. That don't mean be arrogant. That don't mean be conceited. That don't mean any of that. you got to have some type of balance. And Paula White said it best about a relationship. A relationship is healthy when I can be me, you can be you, we can be us. I can grow, you can grow, we can grow. When individuals abandon something, leave something, they don't see any growth there. They don't see anything moving forward. So it's like my stepfather used to say, fish before he passed away, I got to shake the spot. That's what's happening with abandonment. Some individuals feel that they got to shake the spot. So until next week, remember, you got this. If you need to reach out to me, my office number is 714-992-1677, and I will get back to you. You can also Google my name to find my other information, Jeanette Abney, LMFT at gmail.com, or just Google Jeanette Abney. If I can help in any way, don't have a problem with it. Again, take care. Bye-bye. I can't wait to my duty. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.